Welcome to Union Power Coaching. Piecing purpose and strength together. Hello there and welcome once again to the Union Power Coaching Podcast with me, Mike Turnpenny, where we look at ways to live happier, healthier and more productive lives. Hope you've all had a really good week since last week's episode where we spoke about the different benefits of learning other languages and the many doors that it can open as well in doing so. I also hope that you enjoyed the to be the person that you know you can be midweek meditation motivational speech last Wednesday. If you've not heard it yet, it's a short four minute motivational pickup to pick us up and remind us of who we are and what we're capable of, check it out. I am sure that you will enjoy it. Today's episode will actually be the last of this series because I'll be taking a month or so off due to other commitments and changes that I have upcoming in my life that I really need to focus on and dedicate my time to as much as as much as I can. I have the yoga teacher training, which is now coming up, which as you may remember, if you've listened to the podcast from the beginning, That was the first ever subject I spoke about was working towards this YTT, this yoga teacher training, and that will now be beginning in about a week and a half, and I will be there for three weeks at the training, and it's going to be a 7am till 6pm schedule, Monday to Sunday. And after that finishes, my wife and I, we will be moving to Costa Rica, and I'll spend a week or so settling back into life there. So there's going to be a short break between this podcast and the next one. But it will just be a short break and I will be back for series two sometime in October along with the midweek meditations as well. Which brings me neatly to today's subject which is how to prepare for big changes in our lives. Or not even big changes, just any changes in general. As this is something that is ever present right now for me and for my wife in our lives as we begin to wrap up things here in Colombia. As I record this, I'm surrounded by various clothes I won't need in Costa Rica that I can store here in Colombia with my mother and father-in-law and other things I need to decide if they're going with us or not. And it's quite a consuming process. You know, we currently have lists about other lists that we need to write and many things to do, buy, store and all of that stuff. Which brings me to point number one today, which is to prioritise take responsibility and delegate. We can't do everything at the same time or do things as well as others. Whether my wife will admit it or not, she is really good at communicating with, for example, the estate agency, the Wi-Fi provider, all of these types of tasks that we need to cancel and finalise before leaving this apartment. Even if she gets stressed and wants to fight unclear things in contracts or gets annoyed at the Wi-Fi company who can't come out sooner to, to do things... This is exactly why she is the one who should do these tasks, because she really knows how to get stuck in and to make sure that what needs to be done gets done. If it's me, I'm a bit more passive and I'm more likely just to be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, we can we can pay an extra whatever or we can do this. My wife is a lot more on top of these things. And even though sometimes it can be stressful for her, she's really, really good at that. So she takes that responsibility. She's delegated those tasks. So Vivi, I'm sure you're listening to this because you're my number one fan, of course. Thank you ever so much for taking these tasks on because it makes my life much easier so that I can focus on the things that I'm better at focusing on. And I I would say in some ways I'm better at forward planning. I am better at the 
other end of this trip, focusing on and organising things about where we're heading, arranging flights, airport pickups, getting the house prepared in Costa Rica for when we arrive, thinking about things we need to take with us, think about things we need to leave behind, think of things that maybe we need to buy before we go as well. Between the two of us, we're able to delegate the tasks and be responsible for our own share of things without interfering too much in the other person's process. And then there's prioritizing, which again comes back to taking this short break from the podcast. As much as I'd love to be able to continue, I know that I'm not going to have or be able to dedicate the time that is deserved to putting these podcasts together while I'm away and while I'm moving and then settling into life in Costa Rica. When we know that we need to be focused elsewhere, we need to allow ourselves to remove certain obligations and certain tasks where possible to free ourselves up to focus on and work on what needs to be worked on in this moment. We all at one time or another, I reckon, have suffered with some kind of martyr syndrome where we want to be able to take charge of and fix everything. But going back to a previous point, unless we're doing something alone, we don't have to do this and we can share the load and minimise stress and make the process a more enjoyable one. It can even be somewhat therapeutic to work through these processes too and satisfying seeing the tasks becoming less and less and ticking things off the list and I'll talk more about this point in a minute but the more we work through things, however stressful some things can become, we do start to see the light at the end of the tunnel and we can start to get excited about why we're ticking these things off of our list. It's all for a great reward at the end of it and it's going to be worth it. All these ups and downs and all of these things we might experience en route to getting there. The next point to mention is that we need to, ahead of time, accept that a lot of things cannot be prepared for and that we are going to face obstacles. So many different challenges are going to present themselves at some stage or one stage or another, be it a little bump in the road or some pretty intense turbulence. By accepting this before we even begin makes it a lot less dramatic if or when we do face some problems on our way to getting somewhere or doing something or changing something. This isn't about becoming pessimists and being pessimistic, but more about having already had life experiences that have shown us that to get to the smooth, we have to get past and over a lot of the rough. A silly example I can give you right now off the top of my head is like, I'm leaving my apartment now in, in I think four days, three or four days. And literally yesterday, the Wi-Fi stopped working and the flush on the toilet snapped clean off. These are inconveniences that really we could do without and aren't repairs at the top of a priority list considering that we're leaving so soon. But there are also things that we are going to need to see to before we hand the apartment back over and there are things that we're going to need to use before we go, even though it's only going to be for a very, very short time. Another example I mentioned on a previous podcast about bouncing back from setbacks was how the original yoga teacher training I was going to do was cancelled on really short notice, after I'd made plans for flights and all of these different things and organised my schedule to fit around it, whether big or small, they'll never be easy to get past or fix, but by having in mind that any number of things could crop up and cause additional headaches along the way will help us absorb that, that like gut punch, if you will, when or if they do happen to us. It's not just about when things go wrong that we can be prepared for. It's also the obstacles that we know 100% exist 
before we even get started. Something for my wife and I is that along with my wife's company, we're trying to get my wife's job transferred from Colombia to Costa Rica. So far, it seems like it may well be possible. And, you know, at least her work are doing all they can to make it to make it possible, to make it happen for us. Though we still have to factor in that this is a rather large obstacle that could prove to be too big. In these situations, we need to be quietly confident, but also braced to look into plans B, C and D, if or where necessary. And I reiterate, it's not pessimism. It's about being realistic with what we have in front of us. It's about playing the cards you're dealt. As confident as the best boxers in the world might be, when they're facing a number one contender, they have to take them seriously and treat them as an obstacle to overcome. If not, they might get you know rocked in the early rounds and be so surprised by it that mentally they check out and can't recover and they're just easily picked apart and defeated. Whereas if they know what they're in for, they know what their opponent or the obstacle is capable of and what it's going to present to them, there are way less surprises and it's also then possible to have various action plans to get around and defeat these obstacles using whichever tactic you need to use at the given moment. The next way to prepare for change is to begin to alter our current routines to fit in with the changes ahead. Now this can be anything from waking up earlier or later to prepare our bodies and our minds for for a new work schedule or maybe a new time zone if we're changing country. This is something that I've done for a while now, like when I've flown home to England from, from various places, be it Japan visiting my brother or be it from Colombia or Costa Rica, I always try and get myself on that time zone, maybe a day ahead if I can. And especially like on the airplane, like if it's a day flight for me, but I'm arriving in the morning in England, I will try and sleep on that flight to try and start adjusting things to start being more prepared for what's coming. It could also be something like switching our meals around because, you know, meals, mealtimes change in different countries and culturally like different things are eaten at different times or our cravings are different as well and in different climates. Or another example could be exercising, like I've always exercised in the morning now for a very, very long time, but there might come a time when I need to change that to the afternoon or the evening. Anything that we can foresee that we might need to change or gonna need to change, we can get working on that in advance. My friend and yoga client Tom earlier this year, he completely changed his time zone, meaning his classes with me went from being at 6am to 6pm because he left Costa Rica and is now in Thailand. He mentally prepared himself for this change as we'd spent over two years starting the classes at more or less the same time each morning and thought about, you know, he thought about what was going to be on his schedule and what he would need to be moving around to accommodate all of these different changes. Because it's not just moving his exercises, it's then moving his work around because he would schedule everything around each other. So by having that in mind ahead of time, there are going to be way, way, way less shocks when you get there because rather than get into this new place and starting a new thing, and then worrying about accommodating things that need to be changed, we can get ahead of the game to avoid any avoidable surprises. As mentioned before, there will be inevitable obstacles, so we don't have to add any extra hurdles to jump as well if we can clear the way as much as possible by anticipating what lies ahead of us. I myself have recently begun thinking about how the small one-hour time difference will affect me and my work in Costa Rica and Colombia, and it's surprising how much juggling about actually needs to be done with just one hour. It's nothing major or intimidating, but it's things that need some thought. And as I say, where possible, I can begin adjusting to them now, so I'm prepared when I get there. 
And a last example I can give too is thinking ahead if there's anything we need to buy to help our change. For some people, this might be to do with transport or you know, like a bus ticket, a train pass, something like that if they're moving city or changing city for a new job or clothes for a more formal or less formal company. In my case, it's thinking about what is difficult to get in Costa Rica that's easy to find here in Colombia to arrive prepared and stocked up. From experience, it's been painful a few times having to spend way more than I ever imagined on something simple like sunblock or contact lens solution, where it would have been much easier for me to have bought it at home in England and taken it with me rather than wait until I get there to realise that these things are, for whatever reason, significantly more costly. Everything and every change count and adds up. So let's give ourselves a chance to prepare for them and adapt to them with a lot more ease. And the last point I'll mention is that we should understand why the change is happening or why it's necessary. Most of the time we have a level of input into the changes in our lives, though that doesn't make them any less daunting or scary at times. But when we look at why we're making the decisions and the changes that we're making, it reminds us and reassures us of how we came to that decision in the first place. Be it changing our job, be it changing our home, changing our town or city, our relationship or whatever it might be that we're changing, we have our reasons. And if we truly believe that we're making the right decision and taking the right steps, then we can be at peace with it and really trust ourselves and the process that we're undertaking. If needs be as well, we can write pros and con lists to help us or to show ourselves how we feel about something. The pros line will never be full but nor will the cons. It's probably never a truly perfect decision, which is why we need to factor in the surrounding circumstances that also influence our need to make a decision one way or another. By seeing when the pros column is greater than the cons, it gives us a sense of calm and clarity on our situation, and it does increase that trust that we have in the journey that we're about to start. Two years ago, when I left Costa Rica, it wasn't necessarily what I exactly wanted to do, but due to personal reasons, as well as the pandemic situation at the time, it really reassured me that it was okay to make this change and to take this, for want of a better word, risk. And that I needn't be afraid of what I was doing, but I should actually be excited. Had I decided to just play it safe, I never would have reconnected with my now wife and lived some of the best moments of my life over these past couple of years. I use the word sacrifice quite a lot, I've noticed, and it can sound negative, but... When I say that I sacrificed my life in Costa Rica to be with my wife now, I don't see that as choosing one or the other. I see it as, had I not taken a chance, had I not trusted my gut and the pros and cons, I wouldn't now be married to the love of my life and be integrated into an amazing family here in Colombia. When we're making these changes, we can afford to get excited. This way we are replacing a lot of those unnecessary nerves with excitement and plans of things that we will be able to do that we've not done for a while or maybe never done before in our lives. Change will offer us so many new experiences that are going to help us to grow and they're going to help us to learn. That's something to get excited about, right? Changing jobs or beginning a new evening course will give us a chance to meet new people and further develop ourselves. Going to a new place at the weekend or on a holiday will give us a chance to break the usual routine and learn about somewhere or something different. Someone I know moved from Turkey to Canada, and for months they spoke about how they wanted to go to these uh, meetups. I think it's an app called Meetup, and it's a way of meeting other expats in the new city that you're living in. 
but she was too nervous to do it. But finally, when she did go, she couldn't stop talking about it for about half an hour. And she was so pleased to have gone as the people were so nice. And she was already so excited to plan the next one. She's now giving herself that freedom to get excited and to make these plans and to embrace this change she's on. Inevitably, we will reach moments in life where some kind of change is required or desired. We need to understand and accept why this is happening and be excited about all of the other little things that are going to come along with it. Thank you so, so much for having joined me for these past 15 episodes. If you're new to the podcast, don't fret. Firstly, this podcast is going to be returning in about six or so weeks. And also there are 14 previous episodes to check out along with 14 or 15 meditations as well you can hear. Please feel free to check us out on social media at Union Power Coaching where I will be documenting my yoga teacher training through Instagram stories and probably a few posts as well. I may even do a few YouTube videos while I'm there about what I'm doing or different things. I've not completely decided yet. I'll see how I'm doing for time there. But please, as always, like, share, subscribe, comment, reach out to me personally through social media or through the website, unionpowercoaching.com. It's been a real pleasure and a joy putting these together. Thank you for sharing them with me. Thank you for enjoying them. Thank you for coming back each week. Do stay happy. Do stay well. And we will speak very, very soon. Take it easy. Goodbye. For more details about transformation coaching, mindfulness and yoga classes please visit unionpowercoaching.com